Hello and welcome to the Respiratory Inspirations podcast. I'm your host, Raed Wake, chairman of the Respiratory Institute at Cleveland Clinic. This podcast of short, digestible episodes is intended for patients and their families and covers topics related to respiratory health and disease. My colleagues and I will be interviewing experts about timeless and timely topics in the areas of lung disease, severe critical illness, allergy, sleep, and infectious disease. Our goal is to help you stay informed in order to take better care of yourself and your loved ones. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, everybody. My guest today is Dr. Anshul Kapoor, who established and currently directs the Medical Intensive Liver Unit, an ICU, a critical care unit completely dedicated to the care of patients with liver disease. So we're really fortunate to have it here today to explain to us why we have this unit and how it is being used. So Anshul, welcome. Thank you, Dr. Dwake, for having me here. And it's my pleasure to discuss how we are operating in our new medical intensive liver unit. So who is this unit for, to start there? You know, why a specialized unit for liver disease and what type of patients you get there? So this unit has been prepared by keeping in mind the patients who have underlying liver disease and they come to the hospital very, very sick, requiring intensive level of care. So those are the patients we cohort or you know, get together in this unit. So why liver disease in particular? Why not something else? What attracted you or made you think that patients with liver disease would benefit from a highly specialized unit? So we all know from physician standpoint that the liver patients or the patients with liver disease are very, very sick when they come to ICU. They require a complex care and require multiple doctors to take care of the disease. So knowing that, we established this unit so that we can get together a team of doctors who are specialized in taking care of this disease, and they can kind of manage those diseases together in sync, and somehow we can create a structure where they meet together on a daily basis, and, and they are available all the time to take care of these patients along with the intensive care doctors. So just to kind of put it in perspective, how is a liver unit different than a regular ICU? So in the liver unit, as I mentioned, there are multiple doctors taking care of the patients. In a regular unit, let's talk about our regular ICU unit. So intensivist, which is a critical care doctor or the the doctor who manages the ICU, those doctors go and see the patients alone with the team of trainees and come up with the plan. And we do, for example, if a patient has a kidney disease, we call the kidney doctors. Patient has a liver disease, we call the liver doctor. So they see those patients separately in relation to ICU team. And then at some point in the day, we connect with each other and discuss the plan. In the liver ICU, we change the model to where we are going to be seeing the patient together. We all meet together in the morning to discuss the patient over the phone or in front of a computer and sort of outline the plan for the day. Then we all go together to bedside to hear the presentation about the patient, see the patient together, and come up with the collaborative plan. It just saves time, and because these patients are sick, so we are able to timely manage these patients, and we have seen over time that it has prevent uh, multiple complications, and we call decompensation, which is getting more sicker from liver disease. So we have seen a lot of benefits by coming together at a patient bedside and managing patients together. Yeah, thank you. So what did it take you to put this unit together? It sounds like it's a lot of work. How long did it take you to do it and uh, what did it take? You said correctly, it was not an easy task. It took us almost two years to put the whole plan together. 
first of all, we had to present that we need this unit to the hospital management. And knowing the disease burden as well as how sick these patients are, we were given a 13-bed unit to, to take care of these patients. It was not only the beds. We needed a well-trained nurses in the ICU or liver-specific protocols or, or how we are going to manage these patients. We had to train those nurses. In addition, we had to train our trainees on those guidelines, how we are going to manage these patients. In addition, we had to work with a throughput. So throughput is the team who manages where these patients get admitted to which unit. So we had to work with them to make sure that these patients from the emergency room come to that unit directly so that there are no delays in care of those patients. So overall, it took us two years before we could establish this patient population in our medical intensive liver unit. Yeah, so I'm assuming when you put a lot of these patients in the same place together, taken care of by the same team, they develop some best practices, kind of best ways to take care of these patients that usually are not easy to kind of sort out when you're taking care of a patient here and a patient there. So can you share with us some of the best practices in taking care of these liver patients? So as you said, that was the whole goal of having this unit, to create best practices around care of these patients. So we looked at the literature, we looked at the recent research about every single disease related to liver disease and put together some guidelines. You know, we can't have the best practices before we have the guidelines. So we created some guidelines, written documents, and shared those documents with the nurses, physicians, as well as um, the trainees in the unit, shared the ideas, made revisions based on their feedback, and put together a final documentation which is served as a guideline in this unit for every disease. They are shared in a web-based platform where it's easily accessible by the trainees to pull if they need to when they're taking care of patients. And over time, as the new evidence is producing in literature, we are constantly revising those guidelines with a task force which is dedicated towards looking at the guidelines and the orders in the ICU. Yeah, that's wonderful. It looks like really this unit is completely designed around the patient and how to best take care of a patient with a very significant disease, which is liver disease. But as you know, a big part of caring of patients in the ICU is the families. So we have to take care of the patients, but the families. Are there any things different that you do in this unit for families compared to what you do in other parts of the ICU? Very, very thoughtful idea. The concept of having this unit was the same because the disease burden is so much. Sometimes these patients spend like 13 to 14 days in the medical intensive liver unit. Especially in the, in the setting of pandemic, it had been a challenge how to engage the family members and how to let them know where we are in the transplant stage. So we have iPads in our unit and we, in the time of pandemic, now the visitation policies have been a little loosened up, but when there was no visitation, we had iPads and we used to do FaceTime with the family members. We have a social worker team who is very dedicated towards these patient families. And our transplant coordinators keep the family members in loop in case the patient is a transplant candidate. We try to report to these patients' family twice a day. So once the patient gets established in the ICU, we ask the family members their preferred time of getting the report on the patient. So our nurses are very dedicated towards that effort. They have been calling the family members twice a day to give them updates, bring their questions out to the physician team. And I myself, when I'm on service, I make sure that I call every family member to give them the report. And when they're at bedside, either during rounds or after rounds, I take my time out to talk and discuss the plan with the patients and patients' family members. 
So uh, we talked about, of course, this unit is uh, built for patients. Great to see that you are also supporting the families. But about the caregivers, uh, as you know, uh, patients with liver disease, I mean, patients and families may not realize that, but these are some of the sickest patients uh, that you and I see in the intensive care unit. And just having one or two of them on service can be very daunting. Imagine having a whole service of 12 or more of them. So what kind of do we have in place to make sure that the caregivers, the physicians, the nurses, and other healthcare providers are also taken care of as they take care of these very sick patients? So multiple efforts have been in place in taking care of the burnout in this unit, as you said, uh, right, that this unit is at a risk of burnout um, from the caregiver standpoints. I would say especially the nurses who are at bedside 24-7 taking care of the patient, discussing the care with the patients and family members, more so when, when we are talking about end-of-life care, which is not that uncommon in this unit. If patient is not a transplant candidate, we try to provide the best care in, in that moment, which could be palliative measures and hospice care. So all those things can put a big burden on a caregivers who are taking care of those patient members because their best interest has been to cure these patients and get them home. So before COVID, we had multiple things in place called psychosocial rounds, where we used to get together and discuss difficult issues in the unit, difficult patients or patients' family members or, or just the logistics around end-of-life care. People used to share their thoughts, and we used to identify if a caregiver is at a risk of burnout just working in that unit with a high stress level. We used to provide social support or spiritual health, whatever the need is, to that individual on one-on-one basis. During COVID, it became a challenge with social distancing and, and safe practices around our milieu patients that we had to take away those rounds. We'd sort of replace those rounds with a gratitude wall in the unit. So there's a big post-it stick, which I change physically every day in the unit. And people come and write thank you notes or, you know, motivate each other through that wall. It's open to patients, family members, physicians, and nurses. I have seen patients writing. Uh, one of the quotes I still remember from last week was F-A-I-L. And it said, failed attempt is the first attempt in learning. So... People are really encouraged by that wall, and they look forward to that wall. I shared the themes of the wall on a weekly basis. And I think that became a nature that the first thing you go in the unit, you look at the wall and give a smile. That smile makes the day of somebody else. So I think there are multiple efforts, care for caregivers, in addition to talking about the stress level in daily morning nursing huddles, has become a norm in milieu. And overall, the nurses have expressed that with these all efforts, they feel less burnt out, and there is a behavior change in the overall milieu where people's attitude have changed towards helping each other, team approach, looking out for each other, giving breaks to other people when needed. That's wonderful. Uh, I have seen the data you shared with me about the spectacular outcomes of patients in this unit. But uh, for our patients and families, can you share with us actual patient stories of how really this new unit of liver patients improved the outcomes? So I think it's the effort of multiple teams working together to take care of these patients, which has made a big difference. You know, not one person can be expert in everything. So once three or four teams are looking at the patients from different eyes, that makes a difference. I'm glad to share some stories of success from this unit. For example, if you all remember, in 2018, there was a big outbreak of mushroom poisoning. At one given time, when this unit was a baby unit, just brand new, two months into it, We got seven 
patients from the same family coming in with, we call it acute liver failure. That means the liver is almost dying at the stage because of mushroom poisoning. We took care of seven patients. They stayed with us almost for 10 days. Two of them got a successful liver transplant because that was the only way they could be cured. And five of them got an extensive supportive therapy and made it out of the hospital safe and sound and were in big remission time. We saw those patients later on as an outpatient and everybody is doing well after that. So that was just the beginning of liver ICU with multiple teams taking part in care of these patients. Moving forward two years from now, we have advanced the therapy to an extent where a patient came in with acute liver failure because of Tylenol overdose. We did a therapy out of norm, which is not a normal therapy in our medical liver intensive unit. And that patient also had a successful outcome that that patient went home after 30-day hospitalization in our ICU and is completely normal and comes to outpatient visits just to follow up. So saying that there are multiple success stories from this unit, and all of those are happening, at least in my mind, is because of collaboration with multiple teams. Yeah, and when you and I were preparing for this, I remember you mentioned also even your daughter is in on this now, so she kind of gives a, gives a good the milieu sign out. Can you tell us <laughs> our, our families and patients more about that? Sure. So as you said, let me disclose, she's seven years old, almost seven. When I see my kid, she says, I'm a daughter, I'm not a kid. So I have heard her, so she has a baby phone, and I see her walking around in the home giving sign out to one of my colleagues, which most likely I give sign out multiple times. And she'll talk about the Blakemore tube, which is a tube when a person is bleeding because of the liver disease. You put that tube to stop the bleeding. Intubation, which is mechanical support for breathing if needed. So she talks about all the medical jargon, which I would not assume that she would at her stage. And she understands the meaning of it. And she sometimes, like, for example, today I'm talking to you and I was discussing with her that I need to go very, very early because I have to talk to people today. And she was giving me ideas about, you should use this word. You should say motivated. You should say multidisciplinary team. I'm like, where are you getting these words? She's all full on and she wants to be a liver doctor so that she can work with me in ICU and have lunch with me. All right. Big <laughs> words for a seven-year-old and great hope. So uh, good luck to her. Anything else, Anshul, that we have not covered that you'd like to share with our uh, audience uh, today? I would like to share that this ICU has a great potential. We have acquired a machine which is equivalent to kidney dialysis. It's a liver dialysis machine. Again, the theory is not that once patients go on liver dialysis, we'll stay on liver dialysis. The goal of this machine is to bridge to the recovery. So sometimes the disease burden is so much that we don't have time. So it's, it's the machine to buy time for the liver to recover on its own. Or patients who will recover only with the transplant, that gives us time so that we can find the suitable donor, put some logistics in place before the transplant can happen. So I'm very hopeful that this machine will do some revolution in our medical intensive liver unit, and we will be able to take care of more sicker patients and bring them to recovery and bring them to transplant. In addition, a lot of research is going on in this unit based on the best practices, as you mentioned, to review what can we do different to take care of these patients, or what are our ongoing successes from this unit, what we can learn from the lessons we have already created over a two and a half year. I'm looking for a hopeful future. I'm looking for bright things coming out of this unit, so we should stay tuned. 
Wonderful. Thank you so much. And thank you, Anshul, for joining me today for this podcast. Uh, and thank you to our audience uh, for joining us. Again, uh, I'm Raid Wake, the chairman of the Respiratory Institute, and my guest today was Dr. Anshul Kapoor, who established and currently directs the Medical Intensive Liver Unit at the Cleveland Clinic. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Respiratory Inspirations. For more stories and information from the Cleveland Clinic Respiratory Institute, you can follow us on Twitter at Clee Clinic Lungs or follow me at Triad Wake MD. Thank you. <music>